Well, how are you doing this morning? Welcome to another episode of Roadmap to Heaven. I'm Adam Wright on this Friday morning, January 26th. It's a big day for a lot of people, and it's, you know, it's a great day for all of us. It's Friday. It's the weekend. We're getting ready for that. Let's pray, and then I'll tell you why it's a big day. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father, amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, today is the day that a lot of us are waiting for. It is High School Acceptance Letter Day in the uh, St. Louis metro area. All of our eighth graders that have applied to go to Catholic high schools find out today if they were accepted. And as a uh, first-time eighth grade parent... You know, this is a big deal for us. We've never we've never been through this before, and there's a whirlwind with, with the schools our our son applied to. You know, we we received a packet of if you are accepted, these are the dates you need to know. And from today forward, they hit really fast. There's a lot of dates coming up, and uh, again, you know, it, there's a whole range of emotion that we're experiencing for the very first time, and it's incredible. And so our, our best wishes to every eighth grader listening on the way to school this morning that's going to find out today if they were accepted to the high school to which they apply. It's also a great day because tonight I'm, I'm going to a trivia night tonight, and it's in honor of the Office of Youth Ministry here in St. Louis, which was founded pretty much 25 years ago today is, is what we call the start date, even though it was founded before that. Uh, but it was 25 years ago that... Um, we were celebrating St. John Paul II coming to St. Louis, the, the pastoral visit of St. John Paul II. And that was the beginning of the Office of Youth Ministry. And I spent many years volunteering with them. Beth and I met through parish-based youth ministry. I was helping with music. She was one of the young adult volunteers helping with programming. It's always had a very near and dear place in our hearts. And I remember the fire of that visit, um, you know, as if it were just yesterday when, when he said, remember, Christ is calling you, the church needs you, and the Pope believes in you. And he didn't stop there. And he said, and he expects great things of you. To this day, can, I'm still convicted by that. Uh, we, we did an exercise the other night at my son's confirmation prep meeting where they said, you need to be able to give a three-minute witness. Tell us something where, where God spoke to your heart, where God worked in your life in three minutes. And that would be one of them. Uh, that I could tell you in three minutes or less. Let's also talk about today what we're going to have on the show. We have some virtue we're going to learn about, the virtue of gratitude. We're going to hear about the most holy name of Jesus. Again, it's, uh, January is a month we talk about the holy name. We're going to hear about the importance of stillness. What is stillness and why do we need to become still? And then uh, speaking of stillness, we're going to talk with Paul Masick from the Marianist Retreat and Conference Center. Paul, I've known for many years. He gives retreats. He helps put together retreats. Uh, he helps coordinate retreats. If, if you want to know the importance of retreat, well, you need to listen when we talk with Paul because there's a guy that can tell you why retreats are important and the fruit that can be received. So that's later on on the show. Let's get you a check of the weather with Mike Roberts and our Saint of the Day. Today is the memorial of Saints Timothy and Titus, who were bishops. 
Born around the year 17, Timothy received his faith through the conversion of his grandmother Lois and his mother Eunice, both of whom are named by St. Paul in his letter to Timothy, which we'll hear from in today's first reading. The same reading goes on to show Paul telling Timothy that he was given a gift by God when Paul laid his hands on him. Paul calls Timothy, who may be a little bit timid, to be bold and tells him to use this gift and turn it into flame and through his love and through self-control to use it to give testimony without feeling ashamed. It is very clear in Titus 1 that Paul is a close friend to Titus as he gives him full control over the church in Crete. Both Timothy and Titus received letters from Paul. Both were bishops and both spent a lot of time on the road preaching the word of God with the help and support of Paul. Timothy helped establish the church in Corinth. Titus did the same thing on the island of Crete. Saints Timothy and Titus, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. Saint Ignatius of Loyola's Prayer Against Depression O Christ Jesus, when all is darkness and we feel our weakness and helplessness, give us the sense of your presence, your love, and your strength. Help us to have perfect trust in your protecting love and strengthening power so that nothing may frighten or worry us. For, living close to you, we shall see your hand, your purpose, your will through all things. Amen. The first time I ever went on a retreat, because I wanted to go on a retreat, I was a freshman in high school going into my sophomore year, and the program was called the Christian Leadership Institute. And I don't remember much about it other than some of the leaders and the uh, title of the retreat, but I will never forget the first morning waking up at the retreat center, looking out the window into the Merrimack River Valley and seeing nothing because there was this thick fog that had come off the river. And I, you know, 13, 14 year old Adam Wright was just like, wow, this is amazing. Why can't this happen every day? And that was out at the Marianist Retreat and Conference Center in Eureka, Missouri, uh, where Paul Masick is one of the retreat what, what shall we say? Coordinators, givers. Uh, you're 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 an all all around retreat guy. I'm a retreat guy, so you can call me program director because that's my official title. Yeah. Um. So I, which means I'm on the leadership team out there with my colleague Jennifer Duncan, and I also uh, help to organize retreats that happen at our retreat center, and I also present a lot of retreats out in the community. So yeah, it's kind of a weird gig. I'm a retreat guy professionally. Yeah. We'll put that on the radio guy and retreat guy. There on the we business go. Cards. Coincidentally, first retreat I ever went on, uh, because they said you're going on this retreat as part of your confirmation prep, it was a day-long thing. Uh, you were one of the presenters there. That, uh, you've been doing this a while. Yeah. Yeah. I've been Probably 35 years-ish, I've been a retreat guy, which means I started when I was 12. Wow. No, well, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> it's it's early in the morning. It's okay to laugh here. So, Paul, this is one of those things we talk about. Um, and before we delve into the specifics of what folks can do out at Marianist Retreat and Conference Center, we talk about this a lot on the show, um, the importance of making a retreat. And mm-hmm. I know here in 
the Archdiocese of St. Louis, where we're based out of, um, there are a lot of parishes that have programs like Axe retreats or uh, they had, I remember back in the day, tech retreats for teenagers going on Kairos in high school. Chirp retreats. Chirp retreats. Uh, you know, all, White House retreats. Um, yes. There are all these different retreats out there. What is a retreat and why are they important? A retreat is a chance just to get away from it all. Uh, my very simple definition, get away from it all and think and about your relationship with God and with other people and how those relationships can improve. Getting away from it all is really important because life is so crazy, busy, and hectic, and there's just something that happens when we step away from our daily routine uh, where we can kind of detox from everything that goes on. And, you know, for many people, it takes a little bit of time to settle into a retreat because our brains are going a mile a minute with all of our family responsibilities or for students, their school responsibilities. Um, for adults, just, you know, we have so much going on that we're responsible for. And to have a little bit of time where we're not responsible for anything except receiving whatever God has to give to us. That's kind of a cool thing to do periodically. I love the example given to us by our Lord, actually. And, and we're going to talk about this in just a few weeks when Lent starts, that he went out into the desert. And we always think of that at the beginning of Lent when we hear that gospel. But really, if you look close at a lot of the key moments in the gospels, either right before they happen or right after they happen, Jesus and a few of the 12 or all of the 12, but just a small group they go out into the desert, mm-hmm. and then I, I love that, that one line, and Jesus went a little bit farther. Yeah. And he goes off by himself. He even took that time to just be with the Father mm-hmm. and to leave everything else you know, just over there for a minute so he could spend that time in prayer. Yeah, that's fantastic. I, I love that, and I was thinking about that on the way in because I figured you'd ask me about uh, why retreats are important because as followers of Jesus, we should follow Jesus, and it's what Jesus did, um, and it's what his followers did back in the day, and we're to follow him today, and we're his followers today. So yeah. getting away from it all is it's just critical to listen. I mean, it's, it's basically the same premise as the importance of daily prayer, right? We s- kind of step away. And have our what people will call quiet time. So let's take some quiet time and try to listen. <laughs> uh, listening is so important. I think uh, so often me, I, I'll just say myself, I won't project this onto anybody else, but my prayer consists of talking to God and telling God all the things that I want, <laughs> almost like a shopping list, you know. Um, and that's that's valid. You know, the Lord wants to hear from us and he wants to hear the desires of our hearts. But often... God's response is different than what we would expect, and God's response is always refreshing. It's like, hmm, I never thought of that before. Whether that comes from Scripture or from a presenter on a retreat or whether that comes just trying to hear the Lord speaking in our hearts in quiet time. And we have to learn how to listen to mm. his voice. It's not like uh, God often takes out billboards and puts them right by our house saying, this is the answer you have been asking me for. Unless it's, it's a billboard for road trip to heaven, roadmap to, road heaven. to heaven. <laughs> Sorry, misspoke. Well, you know, maybe we'll take a road trip one of these days on, on roadmap <laughs> road to, heaven, trip but, to heaven. But listening for the voice, that, that's an acquired thing that we have yes. to discipline ourselves. We have to practice it. And, and for some, you know, a retreat can be a great starting point for that. Or, you know, in this age of 
tablets and phones and all these things, we always have to plug them in and recharge. Mm-hmm. It's a great time to recharge ourselves and really hone in those skills of listening for the voice of God. Now, some people might get nervous and say, well, I can't do a weekend of silence. But not all retreats are silent retreats. And some people say, I need a weekend of silence. And, and some weekends are, some retreats are silent retreats. Right. And I think that would be important for an individual to ask of the presenter or of the facility, uh, you know, what is this retreat exactly about? Because some retreats are rather busy. Um, you go from thing to thing to thing, activity to activity to prayer experience. Um, and for some people, that's just perfect. But I was at a place in my life not too long ago where a spiritual director said to me, yeah, you don't need that kind of retreat, like the busy kind that I just talked about. If you're going to go on a retreat, get away by yourself or get away with your wife. And that I just have a sense that's going to refresh you. And it, in fact, did. Yeah. One of the other things I love, whether it's a silent retreat or a directed retreat where there is a lot of talking, and even if there's a lot of busyness, there are usually anchor points throughout. There, there's dedicated times of prayer, mm-hmm. sacraments yes, uh, throughout the day, throughout the course of the retreat. So it's not just go and, and whatever you want to do, take a nap for three days. Although, you know, if that's what you need to do, sometimes that is what you need to do, but anchor it with those things that are going to draw you closer to our Lord. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. And a good retreat leader is going to offer those things. I I remember attending a really short retreat, a day-long retreat with uh, Dr. Ed Hogan, who you probably know. And his presentations, his talks, if you will, were relatively short. And one of the things he said at the beginning of the retreat is, I think uh, the most important thing for a retreat is that you hear God more than you hear me. <laughs> and I was like, Ed, you go. Noted. He's, he's kind of a rock star, right? Um, so, yeah, that was, I think that's important, you know, to try to listen to God. And, you know, the, the whole question of listening being an acquired taste, agreed. Um, I think it, uh, so, you know, I mean, it's it, it's not the easiest thing to explain, but I think it, it's almost like if an elephant walks into your room, you know it. Um, and if the Lord is speaking to your heart through somebody or something or through your quiet time, you know it because it's the voice of love. It's the voice of encouragement that calls you to more. Um, I remember, you know, hearing from, from the uh, files, I guess, of Joan of Arc when she was being questioned where uh, the people who are uh, the inquisitors, if you will, were saying, you know, well, how do you know it's not just your imagination. And she said, how else would God speak to me than through my imagination? Hmm. Mm. I was like, wow. let's go. Um, you know, so it's so it's that calming ourselves and listening to what's going on in our mind and in our heart. And uh, God's voice is always the voice of love. I love that. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love that. All right. Now, you might be saying, okay, I've heard, Adam, I've heard you talking about the importance of going on retreat. I've heard people on the show talk about this. I, I, I'm going to do it this this year for Lent. I'm going to go on a retreat. Where do I go? Well, there are a lot of different options out there, and, and I know we have a large listening area here. So um, there's some pretty much in every part of our listening area. You, you're going to have to do a little bit of homework. If you are in the St. Louis metro area, one of those options is the Marianist Retreat and Conference Center out in Eureka off Highway 109. Uh, not always foggy, just that one day on the retreat. But often, all, often foggy. 
Yeah, very beautiful <laughs> with all the, the woods around and the trees and, and nature. But um, you've got even for those who say, I don't have time to go away for a whole weekend, you've got a whole host of offerings there. So I want to dive into some of these, Paul. The, one is Inspire. This is a monthly Marian prayer group that you have right out there. It's an evening. Tell us a little bit about Inspire. Sure. Um, Inspire is, I would call it one of the shortest retreats you can ever attend. <laughs> it's a, it's very much a mini retreat, a chance uh, just to get away from it all for an hour and a half. And the evenings that we offer Inspire vary. So a person would have to look up Inspire on our website because we're a retreat center and our primary uh, responsibility is to be available to groups that want to utilize our facility. So sometimes it's a Sunday night, sometimes it's a Tuesday night, whatever. Um, but what we do is... Um, you know, people can come a little bit early. Our doors open at 6 p.m. whenever our Inspire Night is. About 6.30, we have praise and worship, and we feature a variety of local praise and worship leaders. About 6.55-ish, there's a Marianist moment, and that's usually about five minutes. It highlights some aspect of Marianist spirituality, which is, you know, there's a variety of spiritualities in the Catholic Church, and it's just the Marianist kind of approach to encountering Jesus through Our Lady. Um, and then we have a teaching, and the teaching is usually about 25 minutes on some aspect of spirituality, not necessarily Marianist, and then a little bit of discussion time. So, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of a mini retreat. The other thing that I try to remind people of at the beginning of Inspire is we meet in our conference room, but right next to our conference room is a chapel. And Jesus is there. His Eucharistic presence is there in our little Blessed Sacrament chapel. And if people don't want to hear my merriness moment, but they'd rather spend time with Jesus, go. No, no, it's a, it's a great thing. It's, it's like what you were saying earlier. Right? You, more important to hear him than hear me. Mm-hmm. You know, if you need to get up and leave the room and go to the chapel and be with our Lord, get up, leave the room, go to the chapel and be with our Lord. Mm-hmm. Another thing that uh, Marianist Retreat and Conference Center does is an outreach program. And yes. I know my son's actually going to be going through one of these outreach retreats no coming way. up here soon. Uh, but that's the more program, Marianist Outreach Retreat experience. experience. I, there's always an acronym yes. in the church. You know, <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that. Well, first of all, uh, we have a lot of abbreviations, but not as many acronyms. An acronym, actually, I'm an English major, so I kind of nerd out on this. An acronym is a word in and of itself, where each letter of the word stands for another word. Sometimes people, you know, anyway, okay. that's, <laughs> that's just me nerding out. But yes, acronyms. Um, so our uh, more is an outreach in the community. One of the things that we've discovered is that not everybody has the means or the opportunity to come to our retreat center for a retreat. And so we're willing to come to you. Um, regardless of where you're at, if we can work out the details, you know, there's a, there's a retreat that we're going to do in a couple months in New Haven, Missouri, and they have five students preparing for confirmation and it wouldn't be practical or make sense. And I don't know if they could get their people to drive to our retreat center for a retreat. So we show up at the parish in their gym and we, you know, the, the student sponsors attend with them and we do a five-hour retreat and then we leave. So um, part of it's just making it convenient for people. So we're willing to go wherever we've gone as far west as Overland Park, Kansas, as far north as Hannibal, as far yeah. south as Cape Girardeau, you know, we even do some stuff on the east side. And, and what's great about this is, you know, a lot of times these more retreats are helping prepare 
for sacraments. So whether that's confirmation, which is why my son's going to be on a more retreat coming up here, or first communion, um, the, these help us get ready for the sacraments. But in, in and of themselves, it's not just a presentation. You know, it's not like, oh, we're going to have a guest speaker at school today who's going to give a, a, a lecture on this or lead an exercise in that. This is, um, we're, going back to your English major, we're going to use the lowercase s. This is sacramental in nature. This is something that's designed to help us enter deeper into prayer, into prayer as we prepare for these sacraments. And that that's why even these things, even if it's just a couple hours of the day at the school, are mm-hmm. important. Yes. And with that lowercase s, you know, all of our retreats, we hope uh, allow people to experience God on a deeper level. That's why we like to call our, our retreats, in my imagination, at least s'mores, you know, delicious campfire treats. You know, I think everybody enjoys a s'more. Um, and some of our retreats are just a little taste of goodness, right? Um, a, an hour and a half retreat for students getting ready for first reconciliation is a little taste of something different and something moving. We also really try to, in, uh, I don't know, is your son attending a weekend retreat? No, it's, it's, it, I think you're coming to the school. Oh, okay. Day. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, on a lot of our weekend retreats for confirmation, sponsors are invited. And so it helps to forge the student sponsor relationship with some in-depth discussions about life and reality because our, our team members are only going to be in the lives of students for you know, two, three hours, five hours, whatever, but hopefully the confirmation sponsor is going to be in their life forever. And so to forge those deeper relationships has been pretty powerful. Yeah. Well, and then the the big one is, as you said, weekend or or midweek retreats. That's what a lot of people like to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I am always looking for a good retreat. And whether your parish already has a program or you're with a parish group that does, you know, we talked about Acts earlier, Kairos, a lot of the schools, and parishes come out to Marianist Retreat and Conference Center. Um, you know, that's a great thing. As you like to say, it's, a, it's like a holy hotel. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, but if they don't have a program and you're saying, I don't know where to go. Well, there's programs at Marianist for you just to sign up and come be on retreat for the week. There are. We offer some retreats to the general public, which are great opportunities. And we can also we also have the ability to create a retreat for you. Some groups have asked for that, and we will do that as well. Recently, I created a retreat for the parish staff at one of our parishes. They came out for a day, and I did all of the presentations and they just came and received and then they they left. So we can create something for you if our schedule allows um, or yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I lost my train of thought, but that's okay. It's all right. It's, it's, it's morning radio. Sometimes <laughs> we were just saying the other day on the show, some of us are morning people and uh, some days I, I'm a morning person. Some days not necessarily, yeah. uh, but here we are either way in, exactly. in, in the seven o'clock hour. Well, Paul, it's been great to talk with you great about talking retreats. To you too, if someone wants more information on the Marianist Retreat and Conference Center, the programs more uh, inspire the, the monthly night of prayer, where can they go? Marianistretreat.com. It's pretty simple. Marianistretreat.com. Look us up local Marianist retreats, whatever, a Google search is going to take you there, you know. And some of the things, just very briefly, that we have open to the general public coming up is Monsignor Witt, who is at the seminary, um, really, really smart man and just brilliant and holy, uh, is going to do a Good Friday Day of Recollection for us at the retreat center that's open to the general public. And we've actually planned it intentionally so that it ends with lunch so people can leave at one. So if you want to attend your parish 
Good Friday services you can still attend. We have a married couples retreat coming up this summer, which will be our third annual, and those are really taking off because a lot of people are enjoying going on a retreat with their spouse. That can be really cool. We have a women's retreat. We have a mother-daughter retreat planned, an Advent retreat, an educator's retreat. So all of that is available at marionistretreat.com. But I would also give a plug right now to all the other retreat centers in St. Louis that are doing a fantastic job. Uh, LaSalle is up the street from us. In, Literally up up the street. Up the, oh, my gosh. It's on a mountain. <laughs> uh, and we have a great working relationship with them. And then there's Palatine and Florissant and, um, yeah, King's yeah. House in Belleville and all kinds of right. great places. Everybody knows White House down in South County on the bluffs. Mm-hmm. The River. Stunningly beautiful place. Yeah. Oh, well, Paul, this has been fantastic to speak with you. And, you know, the moral of the story, take some time and go be with God yes. and receive. Dedicate that time to receive. And by the way, spouses, if you can't go on that spouse retreat together and you've been saying, you know, we're at that point in our marriage and Beth and I are there finally. It's like, I don't know what to get you because we don't really need anything. Saying, honey, I've made arrangements Mm. that you pick the weekend you want to go on retreat and I will cover the house. I will cover the kids. I will cut. You just say when you want to go. I'll even call the retreat center. I'll take care of your registration so you don't even have to worry about it. You just say when you want to go. It's a great gift idea to say I love you for a birthday, for Christmas, or for whatever anniversary, or just because. Um, Send your spouse away on retreat, and then uh, if your spouse does that for you, make sure you do that for them. We're going to take a break here on Roadmap to Heaven. Don't go anywhere. A prayer to the Archangel Gabriel. O blessed Archangel Gabriel, we beseech thee, do thou intercede for us at the throne of divine mercy in our present necessities that, as thou didst denounce to Mary the mystery of the Incarnation, so through thy prayers and patronage in heaven we may obtain the benefits of the same and sing the praise of God forever in the land of the living. Amen. Are you enjoying this podcast? Well, if you are, did you know that Covenant Network offers great programming 24 hours a day on 43 stations in five states, plus streaming online? You can find our schedule, your local station, or listen online at www.ourcatholicradio.org. That's O-U-R catholicradio.org. I said earlier this week on the Daily Dose of Encouragement that I really hope there's not going to be a quiz, and and rest easy, there's not. But I'm curious, could you finish this list? Felicity, Perpetua, Agatha, Lucy, Agnes, Cecilia, and... Well, if you don't know the answer to that and, fear not, because today on the Daily Dose of Encouragement, Patty Schneier is going to share with us about one last saint in the Roman canon. All of our saints this week are women. All of them are mentioned in the Roman canon. Patty, who's the last saint? Anastasia. Her feast day is September 20th, and not much is known about her other than the fact that she was a daughter of a Roman nobleman, and she was married to a pagan. She ministered to the Christians who were being persecuted, and she herself was arrested and burned to death around the year 304 under Diocletian. Now, legends surround the details of her life, one of which happened when she was put on a ship and abandoned at sea. Apparently, according to the legend, St. Theodota apparently appeared on board and rescued the ship. So what do we make of all these ancient saints whose lives are often told in legends that sometimes sound more like tall tales to us than to true events? What's the takeaway? 
I think it's important that the church remembers that there was a woman named Anastasia. And the real reason people remember her is not because of some legend, but because of her holiness, her courage, and her martyrdom. So when I think of Anastasia, when I hear her name in the first Eucharistic prayer, I want to thank God for all the early church martyrs, all the early Christians who were persecuted and suffered much for the faith. We can't even fathom it, but we owe them a debt of gratitude. And I'll just come out and say it. I think Anastasia is another beautiful Catholic name. Felicity Perpetua, Agatha, Lucy, Agnes, Cecilia, Anastasia. They're all beautiful women. They're all beautiful names. And let's just keep the tradition of naming our children after saints. It's a great way of living our faith boldly and intentionally. So, St. Anastasia, pray pray for for us. us. I look forward to the day that I, I meet an Anastasia or a Perpetua or a Felicity. And uh, among the guys, if I ever meet a Chris and he says, yeah, it's short for Chrysogonus, I'm going to rejoice. I am going to be cheering because these are great names and great stories about these saints of the early church. Patty, thank you for this week's Daily Dose of Encouragement. I love this quote uh, that I was actually introduced to it by Archbishop Rosansky back at Seek, and he brings it up in the document that I mentioned earlier in the show, Disciples Make Disciples. And it's a quote from St. Paul VI. The world does not merely need teachers, but witnesses. The world does not merely need teachers, but witnesses. You know, it's one of those things. I, I've talked about this before on the show with some of the, the great catechists that we have on our airwaves. And by the way, you want to talk about great catechists, you can get some here on Covenant Network every day. Um, and we need great catechists. We need people who can teach the faith because we need to know the faith. We need to understand the faith. We need to know what we believe and why we believe it. That's important. You know, it's not just about blindly following Um But there comes a point where our understanding is going to stop. Each and every one of us, no matter how brilliant you may be, at a certain point, there is a limit to your knowledge. And yet, God's will doesn't stop at that limit, you know. Well, God, I don't understand why you call me to do this, that, or the other thing. You know, why you have uh, this commandment, what the purpose of that is. Well, Adam, since you don't understand, you don't have to follow that one. No, that's not how it works. I, I still, at a certain point, have to give that assent of faith to say, okay, you're right. I don't understand why God says do this or don't do that, right? But he says it. And I do understand that he's God. So I am going to do that. I mention that because there are going to be things, especially as a father, you know, I encounter this every day when the kids have questions. I encounter it when friends have questions sometimes, too, that, that I have to teach the faith. I, at their baptisms, I said yes. I gave my assent to say I will teach them the faith. I will hand it down to them. I will be their first formator. Beth said the exact same thing. We, we said it in unison together. But, but, Why? You know, and that all gets back to this core question of what is Jesus doing in your life? What is the Father doing in your life? What is the Holy Spirit doing in your life? What is the triune God doing in your life? What is God doing in my life that makes me say, yes, I want to follow. Yes, I will follow the teachings. That makes me say, as, as the uh, psalmist said, Lord, I love your commands more than gold is your word. So precious to me. Can I give witness to those encounters I've had? 
and say, this is why I believe, before we even get into what I believe, right? Can we do that? Can we do that? Let's pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, terror of demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you want to read that document I've been referencing uh, a couple times on the show today, it's theway.archstl.org. You can read it and check that out. For Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. Thanks for being with us on this Friday morning on Roadmap to Heaven. Pray your rosary today.